0: Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
1: On the line is Odyssey NFL Insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls. Brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too.
0: This guy has more jobs than
1: Seacrest. I got to do American Idol.
2: He's an Ivy League alum and a cute plug pro. You want to make sure all of your great listeners start worrying about following at Ross Tucker NFL. It's
0: Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker.
1: And Ross now appears on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Welcome back to the show, bud.
2: What's up, dude? How are you? Doing
1: very well. Always great to have you. Pat Mahomes talked about this earlier this week. Are the Chiefs the new villain of the NFL? And if not, is, is that what's one of the things riding on this game on Sunday?
2: I don't think they are the new villain yet. I mean, you know, they're the team that wins a lot, that people aren't happy about, but they don't sort of have the, uh, the other stuff that the Patriots had along with it that made them more of a villain. You know, Bill Belichick came across as a jerk. And people seem to like Andy Reid. Uh, I don't know how people felt about Brady, but I think Mahomes, for the most part, like with the dad bod thing, is pretty likable, actually. Um, And then, you know, they haven't had the other stuff. And they still have had a lot of success, but not quite Patriot success yet. So uh, I think maybe he was feeling that because the opening night, there were a lot more Niners fans there. Than there were Chiefs fans, so maybe he's taking that to mean that the like neutral fans feel that way. But I don't really think that that's the case. I I think uh, there was just a lot more people that were 49ers fans at the game because down here in Vegas.
1: Can I? Can I just? I just have to object. I'm not letting Pat Mahomes' body be referred to as dad bod. All right. What would you, what I, would you call it? I have a dad bod. Okay, uh, Ross, you have a dad bod. Uh, Pat Mahomes just doesn't have a six-pack. Can we agree, like, calling that a dad bod <laughs> is very dismissive of all the actual dad bods out there, including my own?
2: So what What? What? I'm troubled by is you putting me and yourself in the same category. That's, fair. That's uh, fair. I don't think you've seen me in a while, but I would say that I don't think, based on the last time I saw you, that we should be in the same category. Okay, that got
1: real personal. And so now <laughs> I'm hurt.
2: I'm hurt, and I feel like I was just body shamed a little bit.
1: I was I was trying to build a bridge there, and you nuked it. But I understand your point, and it probably is valid.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just no. Uh, yeah, and and by the way, <laughs> there was a little dad bod there, right? I think it did make him likable. You know? I disagree.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ross, uh, between the villain narrative with Mahomes, Brock Purdy trying to, I guess, find relevancy, uh, Kyle Shanahan going for his first ring, Andy Reid trying to win another one, the the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff, what, even it, that's, that's just kind of the off-the-field stuff. But even on the field, what is maybe your favorite storyline or narrative going into this matchup for Super Bowl 58?
2: Yeah, and I'm not this guy. I, I'm, I'm really not. But um, I think the most interesting aspect of it is, is the quarterbacks. And in particular, you know, if the Chiefs win this, they're definitely a dynasty. I know I've been on before with Nick where we've debated what you have to do to, to be considered a dynasty. But if the Chiefs are able to win this, I think they're unquestionably a dynasty, right? I mean, three Super Bowl victories in five years, four appearances, five straight conference championship games. They're a dynasty. So there's a lot at stake there, and there's a lot at stake for, you know, people believing that Mahomes is on the same path, on the same level as Tom Brady. I mean, that's really where we're at with it at this point, with the start of the career he's had. And then meanwhile, for Brock Purdy, I would just absolutely love, like, love if he won the Super Bowl because I, um, I really hate, like, what I think are lazy narratives. I really hate what I believe is draftism. Now, I think it's fair to note, I don't think he's played his best in the in the playoffs so far. And that's obviously a, a negative, but I still think uh, he's a very good player who had an awesome season. And I would love to see him win it. And, you know, the only thing I don't like about Brock Purdy is that he got drafted. I know he's Mr. Irrelevant, but he still got drafted. I don't like anybody that's ever been drafted. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, 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 I'm team undrafted for Asia. It would be better for us if he was actually repping us by not being drafted at all.
1: On paper, uh, to me, this Super Bowl looks one, a lot more one-sided than I think people are talking about. How evenly matched do you think these two teams are?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are clearly the better team. I think that if they played 10 times, on Sunday, that the Chiefs would win seven or eight. I find it stunning that the 49ers are favored in the game. Although I I do that betting podcast, Nick, even money podcast, and I had a professional sports better on there. And he was the one that told me, you know, the line is all based on the entire body of work. And it's based on the power ratings compared to an average team. So based on, you know, the 19 games the 49ers have played, they're considered to be nine points better than an average team. And based on the 20 games the Chiefs have played, they're considered to be six and a half points better than the average team. And so that's how you arrive at the Niners being favored by two and a half at at the start until people started betting on the Chiefs. To I me, mean, that's crazy. I mean, we got to go a little bit by what we've seen in the playoffs, right? And what we've seen in the playoffs is Chiefs have been the better team, including at Buffalo and at Baltimore, whereas, you know, for the Niners, they're very, very fortunate that they were able to win the games that they were able to win, and that's all that matters and whatever. But I think I, I can't understand how anybody could watch what they have seen in the playoffs and say they think the 49ers are better than the Chiefs. right now. Like, how can you say that?
1: I don't think you can.
3: Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you're right. Ross Tucker joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ross, pivoting to the Browns here a little bit. Nick and I, right when the show started, got the breaking news that the Browns were hiring Andy Dickerson to take over for Bill Callahan. We certainly don't know enough about Andy Dickerson, but do you have any background or knowledge as to who the Browns are getting in their new offensive line coach?
2: So, first of all, Nick, how do you feel about Spencer stealing your whole big North Olmsted line right there?
1: Um, I'll allow it this once. Uh, okay. Well, t- yeah, technically, yeah, technically you've allowed you it did.
3: twice because I did it with Chris, too. So. Well,
2: now you're fired. <laughs> now get the hell off my show. Uh, because, that, I mean, you're known, Nick, for... Saying that, and for saying Deshaun's name as often as you possibly can, Deshaun Watson. So, I didn't know if you how you felt about Spencer stealing one of your two uh, trademark lines. Um, you know, I don't know anybody, Andy Dickerson. Uh, I, I don't. I think I'll tell you what I think is interesting about it. I said this with the guys a couple weeks ago. I thought the Browns should have asked the Titans for a draft pick. On Bill Callahan and I still feel that way mm. I think it's a very very important position if he wants to be with his son totally understandable totally get it this is professional football this is not like oh okay well your son's in seventh grade and he's on that little league team okay well he can be a, you can be the co-. no what are we talking about here he was under contract with the Browns the Browns should have gotten some type of draft pick that smells to me like one of those where the owners don't want to set the precedent of having a position coach ever be traded for a draft choice, but I don't care. I, I wouldn't have not have let Bill Callahan just go. He's under contract. I would have tried to get some compensation. And I do think it's interesting that evidently they did not want Scott Peters, who I think is signed with new England instead. Yeah, That's interesting. Cause I think Peters had been there with Callahan for a couple of years and yet, I don't know, based on whatever it is that the Browns saw, they felt like going outside of the organization would be better than promoting promoting him.
1: Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Men's Je- Blend Body Wash. Man, you in these reads today. <laughs> the Gentleman's Blend Body Wash providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Ross on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. reestablished my dominance there. Uh, one to ten. How confident are you Deshaun Watson will, not can, but will be a top ten quarterback again?
2: You said scale one to ten?
1: Yes, sir. Ten being the greatest amount of confidence, one being the least.
2: Two.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Would you like me to expound upon that?
1: I yes. would like you to expound
2: upon that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You asked a question that deserved a number, so I gave it to you. Uh, no, I, I, um, I don't have a lot. I mean, even if you told me he would be 100% healthy for the whole season, I think it would be debatable. But coming off of two different throwing arm injuries, I, I would say not very confident. And it might happen, you know. I mean, like uh, I said, I think the Chiefs would beat the Niners seven or eight times out of ten. Well, maybe it's one of the other two or three, and maybe Deshaun Watson does it. But I don't, I don't envision it.
3: Ross, to go back to the offensive line conversation here for a second and, and understanding the context of, like, none of us really have a great background on who Andy Dickerson is or how great of a coach he is, just how big of a loss – can you kind of put into words, like, how big of a loss Bill Callahan is for this team and what it means – for the future of that offensive line room. Because to this point, and Nick and I talked about this earlier, like you could put anybody out there and you at least knew Bill Callahan was going to raise – if they were uh, on a scale of one to ten, like a one offensive lineman, you knew he was going to raise them to like a three because he's just that good of a coach. So just talk about the impact of that, I guess, and – um, what it means for the future of, of that group developing down the line. This is like a 500-word assignment you're giving
1: him. You give him like
2: four <laughs> prompts
1: there. Which one do you want him to answer, man?
2: No, you know what? I get it. The thought on Bill Callahan, and, the, and, and I would say it's a significant loss. And I think next year, we don't know what game it'll be yet, but there will be a game where the offensive line does not play well and they struggle in a certain area, and you guys will be saying, oh, man, we should have uh, – that was the Callahan game. And there might be more than one, to be honest with you. I, I happen to believe that it is a really, really big deal. I, I think I'm going to write a column soon about the fact that I believe that position coaches are way, way more important than people realize and they don't get the credit they're due, there's a reason why they get paid what they do. You know, offensive line coaches now get paid, you know, some of those guys get paid, I think, a couple million bucks. It's unbelievable because they know how valuable it is.
1: Ross, one of the big uh, reports out there is the current value of former Jets starter Zach Wilson is a sixth or a seventh that's the most they could get for him. So should backup quarterback needy teams, uh, like the Browns, uh, be willing to pay a sixth or seventh to bring in Zach
2: Wilson to be their backups? Absolutely not. No way. Why, why would you give up any draft choice for him? And why would you, why would you give up any draft choice for him? And then he's, his contract's fully guaranteed for this year. I wouldn't want to be paying him anything like that either. I mean, no. For what? No. You need to, So that if Deshaun gets hurt again, Zach Wilson to the rescue? Yeah, right. No, thank you.
3: Ross, to get you out of here, the Las Vegas sphere, is it the eighth wonder of the world or is it overrated?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think it's pretty darn awesome.
3: Redeem myself.
2: That that's such a that's such a typical radio host question. Like, is it the greatest (laughs) thing ever or the worst thing of all time? (laughs) It's it's neither, but it certainly is closer to being the eighth wonder of the world than it is to being overrated. I would say,
1: Spencer. Why don't you tell Ross your opinion on the sphere?
3: I just think it's it's just a whole bunch of hoopla. Like, it's just a giant screen on a circular building. And, and and I don't know. I, I think we make too big of a deal out of it. People are, every time there's a new image on there, whether it's a smiley face or a Chiefs helmet, it shows up on my Twitter feed. I just, I, I don't care about the sphere. I just don't. Ross, thoughts?
2: I think it's really, really cool. And that's also someone who's never seen it in person, which makes it even more impressive.
1: Hmm. Ross? That's exactly what I was looking for <laughs> because that gives me a complete and total win about the sphere. Still
3: looking for people on my side, Matt,
1: Yeah, keep Mac? looking. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe go to the dark web. Maybe there's, uh, 4chan. Uh, there's a lot of places you could look We're for people who agree with you. Can find the Reddit page
3: on Sphere haters, the Las Vegas Sphere haters.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a big conspiracy. Ross, great chef, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks,
3: Ross. Absolutely, see you, dude.
1: Later, dudes. Ross Tucker there. That was Odyssey NFL Insider. Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Ross and the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.